We have more updates about the Israeli-Hamas war. And I'm feeling I need to clarify something. A national U.S. sports heroine is fighting for her life. And is a war going to be enough to get parents to take that freaking TikTok off their children's phones? I don't know. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Let's see if we can get this podcast back online. There's been so much to talk about when it comes to the Israeli war. And uh, there's more to there's more updates. I, I'm not giving up on the war. I think this is something that we are going to have to talk about. It can't be forgotten. And it can't be ignored. There, But there are other things that we're going to have to deal with eventually. But here are some updates. So President Biden has come out a couple of times already. He did again this morning. He might be coming out again. I'm kind of watching the news as we go. And he made a couple of speeches. He gave his opinions. And they were okay opinions. They, I did not see any problems with either of his speeches. He said that uh, Israel has to do what it has to do. I totally agree with that. He said that the this was terrorism. They condemned the squad. They condemned any of the protests that are happening out there as anti-Semitic. Totally agree with all of this. The, he said there is no justification for any of this. Totally agree. And I think what he did, he, he took a moderate position on something. He didn't sigh. He sided with Israel simply because of the brutality of the situation in Israel. Totally agreed with that. He didn't mention Iran. A lot of people gave him some crap about not, not pointing to Iran at first. But he did basically say, hey, the way things are, let's contain this in the area. We, we should not go beyond, beyond Hamas and Israel right now, even though Hezbollah is now, we'll get to Hezbollah in a second, but contain this all in the area and that Israel has the full support of the United States. And if other countries get involved, they're not going to like what they see. And I think that's a great speech. Now, he did get a lot. It's a speech, okay? Let's let's call it what it is. It is just a speech. I want to see action. I want to see what he's actually going to do. Because his problem is not making speeches that sound good. His problem is when the rubber hits the road. What does he do then? I mean, Barack Obama made a great speech about Syria, about how there was this red line and if uh, Bashard, the president of Syria, crossed that red line, the United States was going to respond, and then Bashard crossed the red line by gassing his own people, and we did nothing. So I want to see exactly what Biden is going to do when a red line is crossed. And that means when if Iran decides to get involved. Now, that's one of the reasons why I do not have a problem with not, him not mentioning Iran. This war is going to be taken care of by Israel. The United States should arm Israel to the teeth. Because as of right now, Hezbollah has decided to start bombing. So they're bombing from the north of, uh, north of Israel in the southern Lebanon. What Israel, if... if by the way, that's not going to be a good thing. It's not going to be a good thing for these 
at these radical Muslims. It's not. We'll get to that in a second. But if what Israel needs from the United States now is armament, they don't even need cash. They need money. They need armament. They need missiles. They need bullets. They need everything that we've been handing to Iran for I don't know how long. And if we give him give them the armament they need, they'll be fine. They will take care of business. We don't need to get involved. Iran doesn't need to get it. I know Iran's getting involved. This is another proxy war, but I know Iran's getting involved. But Iran is is doesn't need to be directly. We don't need a World War Three because if we get involved, if then Iran gets involved, then Syria gets involved, then Russia gets involved, then you've got World War Three. We need to just be calm. And the reason I bring this up is because there's been a lot of people on the right right now. And that's what I want to be very clear. I don't think we should start bombing the shit out of Israel. Out of, uh, excuse me, Iran. I think I think we can hurt Iran a lot more by taking away their money. So, for example, that's $6 billion we gave them. Take it away. And we can do that. We can just stop the funding. Stop. So stop it. And the Biden administration seems to be leaning towards that. Janet Yellen today... Or last night, I, I don't know which because I just read about it today. But Janet Yellen said, "Oh no, t- taking off the six billion dollars—that's off. The, that could be on the. That's on the table. Putting more sanctions on Iran—that'll hurt Iran far more than bombing them. And I think really what we need to do in order to avoid a World War III with a possibly nuclear-armed nation, because we don't know if Iran's armed and nuclear-armed or not." Uh, it might be a good idea to go out there and just put the screws on Iran and make their lives miserable like we've been doing for the last 10 years because that seems to have worked. So we'll have to see. I want to see actions. But I think one of the things we need to do, even especially on the right, because we're the only reasonable ones here, is really look at this, give it a couple of days, think about it, and not make any rash statements or decisions because there have been some really rash statements statements by lindsey graham who says we should start bombing iran we should not start bombing iran calm down is this is a regional this is a regional war let this is a a contained war let's keep it contained let israel take care of business arm israel with what they need And they will take care of business on their own. They don't need us. So they just need just weapons, help, keeping them armed. They They will be fine. So Israel has, like I said yesterday, Israel cut off the power. Israel cut off the water. Right now, officially, Gaza, the Gaza Strip has run out of power. They have no power. I don't know what's going on with their water as far as what reserves they have. Hezbollah has started, uh, has shot some bombs into northern Israel today. Not a good thing. Not a good thing for Hezbollah. Not a good thing for the Gaza Strip. And probably not a good thing for the Palestinian Authority in the West Bank. Because here's the thing. If this becomes a multi-front war, Israel is just going to destroy everything. They're going to kill everybody. They're going to destroy everything because that's the only thing they can do. 
They're not going to sit there. Right now, they're trying to be exact. They're warning the Palestinians that there's a uh, they, there's videotape of it. There's audio tape of it where the Israelis are calling and we're going to bomb this building in five minutes, get everyone out. And it, it's amazing video. The Palestinians are saying, oh, I, I need two hours. You're not getting two hours. You're getting five minutes. He goes, if you don't get everyone out, people are going to die. And the Palestinians said, yes, we want people to die to show you, show the world your brutality. I, I Just an incredible statement. But that's what these people are. Ben Shapiro, again, had a great podcast today. Again, he's from, he's, is, he's not Israeli, but he's Jewish. He's an Orthodox Jew. So Israel's a big deal. He goes there a few times a year. He basically said that we got a problem in this country in believing that the Palestinian Authority, the Hamas, and the Hezbollah, they're just like us. And they would never do things. And the one question he says he would ask anyone who thinks that they're like us is, what would it take for you to behead a baby? I thought that was a, that is the one thing I took out of the podcast right there. What would you do? Would you behead a baby? I guarantee you, AOC, Rashida Tlaib, uh, uh, Ilhan Omar, probably not. I say probably, and I mean that not ironically. I mean, probably they wouldn't. They're pretty much, they're bad people. They're evil people. So I don't know if they wouldn't. But he said there's a a difference between people here, even on the left, and people over there. Um, It's just the, the level of evil. Now, I think a lot of people here are evil. I think this whole trans identity thing is evil. But let's call it what it is. It's nothing compared to what's going on over there, what these people are like. These people beheading babies. I mean, it's very hard for me to even conceive. When I heard that, I was like, oh, my God, who does that? Yeah, well, Satan's minions do that. And that's what these people are. So let's not get crazy. Let's not put troops on the ground. Israel's not even asking for that. Israel hasn't asked for that. The United States hasn't said they're going to do that. Even even most people on the right are, are not saying that. Most people on the left, of course, are supporting Palestine. They're not saying that. They're saying that Israel needs to do what Israel needs to do, and Israel will do what they need to do. But I tell you, Hezbollah, bad idea, bad move. Because it, our, Israel already knows what they're going to do with southern Lebanon. And the main state of Lebanon wants nothing to do with Hezbollah. They do not want them in their country. They do not want them anywhere near the state of Lebanon. So in case you don't know it, the Lebanon is broken into a couple of parts. One of the parts is Hezbollah controlled. That is southern Lebanon. And its border goes all the way. It's just a little sliver of land all the way through, all the way across the border of Israel. That's where Hezbollah controls. All right, so it's it's got its own little province. What the main province of Liber- of Lebanon has basically said, and what we're talking about is we're talking about where Beirut is located. They don't want anything to do with Hezbollah. They won't allow them in. And of course, the country next to them, Jordan, Jordan will have nothing to do with them. They want just stay away. 
So what will end up happening is if they decide to start shooting, Hezbollah decides to start shooting, what le- what the Israelis will do is they will take up they will take out any passages between mainland Lebanon and what I guess it's called Unifil, Unifil, something like that. That's the the province and the province of Unifil, which holds Hezbollah, and then they'll just start bombing the shit out of Hezbollah. They will they they won't even they won't and they'll kill everybody. See, right now what's happening is it's strategic in the Gaza Strip. They're actually bombing specific areas in in uh, the Gaza Strip. And then they will send soldiers in there to find has to find Hamas and kill them. They're not just going in and bombing randomly, unlike what, what the squad is saying and all these people are saying. They're not doing that. They're they're being strategic. And then they'll send troops in, which they're 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 prepared to do. Three hundred thousand troops are on along the border right now. They're prepared to do that, but they will wait until um, until they have softened up uh, the Gaza Strip, and then they'll send troops in to take care to, to eradicate the rest of the uh, rest of Hamas. So that's what's happening over there. But I tell you what, if Hezbollah starts bombing, and if the West Bank starts by. I don't think the West Bank is going to do that. I think West Bank is going to stay completely out of this. Uh, that holds the Palestinian Authority, which is another terrorist group. Used to be the PLO. Uh, if they start bombing from the north, be prepared for just Gaza Strip and uh, southern Lebanon just to be leveled. They're not even going to mess around with them. They're just going to kill everybody. And then you'll see lots of pictures of Lebanese and... Uh, Lebanese and Gaza and Palestinians. Well, pal- there are Palestinians there too in Lebanon, but the whole bunch of Palestinians holding pictures of dead babies and things like that. So that's a thing. Um, the death count for Americans in Israel right now is up to 22. Uh, 1,500 um, Israelis have been killed. It, more pictures, brutal pictures are coming out of, um, out of Israel from this attack on Saturday, including people who were burned alive in their cars, people who were just grouped together, gas poured on them and then burned alive. There's a picture of a woman who obviously had been raped. Gas was just poured on her and they just threw fire on her, threw uh, matches on her. So she caught fire and you just watched her die. It was just, these images are brutal. And these people I'm sorry, there's no excuse for them. The, the, I do not want people like that on this earth. Man, woman, or child, I do not want people like this. And it reminds me, whenever, whenever people talk about how we need to have some sort of understanding and how we need to take care, you know, there's got to be some understanding. There's got to be a peaceful solution. There's got to be, uh, and this, this whole thing, equal, equal fighting. It, in a war, first off, you're never equal. You're always trying to overpower it, there's never a such thing as, uh, I can't remember what they called it, but it, it's supposed to, the, the violence is supposed to be equal. That's not how it works in war. You're supposed to overpower and destroy the enemy until the enemy quits. Openly sits there and says, we quit. We'll do everything you want, blah, blah, blah. Overwhelming force is what's needed here. Because what's going to happen is, let's just say Israel decided, okay, we're, gonna, we're not going to do anything anymore. Um, this will happen again. I, they'll plan this for another year, and then they'll do another attack. 
I mean, it, you've got to believe that the terrorists are already planning an attack in this country. I mean, I, I'm sure we have terrorists in this country right now that are planning an attack. It's going to be big. And that's because our border is wide open. They're finding it easier to get in now than they did when the border was closed. So we'll have to see what's going to end up happening. Um, I'm watch Like I said, I'm watching the news wondering, okay, what exactly is going to happen? We're still going. Uh, the Israeli government has decided to unify. So the government during this war, they are unified. That means even the Arabs uh, in the Knesset are siding with the Israelis here. And this is something no one knows or seems to understand or care about. There are Arabs in the Israeli military. There's a video going viral right now where Arabs and is Arabs and Jews are in the same transport heading towards the front lines on the Gaza border singing in Arabic the Israeli victory song. There are a lot of Arabs. 20% of the population of Israel is Arab. They're not all 100% Israeli. That's why when you hear all these idiots talk about how, oh, uh, the Arabs, the poor Arabs, it's an occupation. No, all the Arabs have to do is, is just join Israel. That's it. They can do whatever they want. They can run for parliament. They can run for prime minister. They can end up on the Supreme Court. They have the same rights as, as, as Jews do. So it, it's all crap. So, okay, well, that's, that's it for the Israeli thing. I think I've talked enough about it. Let's get to our dumbasses of the day, and I'm sure you've missed this. Needless to say, social media has been just blowing up with all of the crap that's happening because of the war. So there aren't a lot of dumbasses of the day. The good news is we have leftists that are actually celebrating the Palestinian terrorist attack, the terrorist attack by Hamas. I want to, I really should clarify when I sit there and I say, you know, the Palestinian, I should say Hamas because not all Palestinians are like this. This, and matter of fact, it's a minority of Palestinians that are like this an extreme minority, which is one of the reasons why a lot of people are worried about this, because you are killing innocents. Well, I mean, it's war. Innocents die in war. Well, there's they were having a massive rally, pro-Hamas rally, in Dearborn, Michigan. And there was a guy who had some comments about, who had some... Um, comments about the Palestinians versus the Israelis. And he made a comparison that I've got to say might be a little bit off base. I don't know, maybe. Let's listen to what he had to say. So don't let them get it twisted. This is not complicated. When you go to a Black Lives Matter rally, you see Palestinian flags. When you go to a white supremacy rally, you see Israeli flags. This is not complicated. When Zionists march down the street, they say death to Arabs. When we march down the street, we say free, free Palestine. Free, free Palestine. This is not difficult, everybody.
everybody. You know what else is also not difficult is seeing that this guy's a freaking idiot. First off, a couple of things. Um, no, they don't. When Palestinians are walking around Palestine, they don't say free Palestine. They say kill the Jews. They say death to the Jews, death to America. That's what they actually say. Now, they may say free Palestine in the United States. Black Lives Matter may say that. But in Palestine, they don't say that. In Palestine, they say kill the Jews, death to America, death to the Jews, death to the state of Israel. I mean, there's a big difference. Second thing, um, this guy obviously has never been to a white supremacist rally because white supremacists hate everybody except Anglo-Saxon Protestant white people. They don't like Jews. They don't even, white supremacists don't even like someone like me, who's a Catholic. Uh, they hate Jews. They're, that's why whenever anti-Semitism comes up, white supremacy is always mentioned. There's no Jews at a white supremacist rally because they will be lynched. By the way, that's the other thing that really trips me out. When was the last time you heard of a white supremacist rally? Except that these bodunk podunk places in the south or there really aren't any white supremacist rallies but this guy is a, a complete moron and he's right it's not complicated he's absolutely correct on that part it's not complicated if these hamas terrorists go in there and cut off babies they need to die so he's right it, it is not complicated in that way even though the jews even though not jews even though these assholes try and make this complicated so i this guy's a moron obviously now okay that should be pretty much the end of it no it's not i i got one more thing i've got one more israeli thing but here's something that gets us away this gets us back to american lack of culture um here's a chick singing about lgbtq trans bullshit again and this is just cringy I, I can't believe... Here's the thing, I, and I don't understand this. Why do people actually do things like this? What goes through their head that says, hey, I, I sound really good here, and my song that I'm going is so good that I'm going to go on TikTok and I'm going to sing this song in front of an LGBTQ flag, by the way, and I'm going to get love from all these LGBTQ people? I don't know. Listen to this. This is just, ugh, this is just really ick. And I feel almost bad for this chick, but ugh, this is disgusting. Anyway, come on. Let's just get to it. Uh, let's listen to what her little song that I guess I know she had to write because this is no Taylor Swift garbage. If you're cis and you won't date trans folks, you're transphobe. Now, if that made you mad, maybe it's your prejudices that you need to probe. No matter the reasons you've got, you're reducing us to when we disrobe. And that kind of thinking ain't sophisticated. It's more like microbes. I know you think you've got good reasons. Maybe you do. Trauma's real. It's hard to heal. I'd never say that that isn't true. But transphobia's transphobia, and you won't get a pass when we're through. 
We're human beings, not sex organs, cis lesbians. I'm talking to you. I mean, what makes someone sit back and wake up in the morning and say to themselves, you know what? This is a great song. I'm going to go on TikTok and I'm going to sing this song of complete garbage. I won't even touch the fact that, no, you're not a transphobe if you don't want to have sex with men. I'm sorry, they can sit there. That is a message that is never going to work. It's never going to go through. It's a garbage message. And because lesbians happen to think they're actually women, which they are, and they don't necessarily like the fact that men are acting like women, I... Yes, I, I can understand where they're coming from. Martina, you're fine. Navratilova, I can never pronounce that correctly. She's not a bad person because she doesn't think men are women. Or men can be women. Or she doesn't want to see women in sports. This is just stupid. And I don't know why people actually go out of their way to do this. It, it, it's, just so, it's just so dumb. Speaking of which, let's go into a couple of things that I wasn't going to cover, but I'll cover them now because they're kind of funny. Um, since we're on the whole, you know, if you don't, if I do not want to screw a man who thinks he's a woman, I'm a transphobe. I keep saying, okay, if that, no, I'm not afraid of any trans person, but okay, if you want to call me a transphobe because I don't want to have sex with a man, yes. Of course, they always get upset when you sit there and, and no, men are not women. Men cannot be women, period. Uh, speaking of which, uh, speaking of men not being women, according to Fox News, this is this is going to... I may actually watch Miss Universe this year. I may watch this whole thing because I think we're going to watch a unprecedented historic event. So according to Fox News... A 28-year-old flight attendant became the first transgender contestant to take home the title of Miss Portugal, adding to the number headed to the Miss Universe competition in El Salvador next month. Proud to be the first trans woman to compete for the Miss Universe Portugal title, Marina Machete. <laughs> Doesn't that sound like a trans name? Who? What man? What person is actually going to have the last name Machete? Now, maybe I don't know. Maybe Portugal Machete is a common. It's like Smith in America. I don't know how many people in Portugal ha actually are named after a very long knife used to cut pineapple, and well, Hamas uses it to cut people's heads off, but. I, I, but that sounds like a trans name. Marina Machete. I, I'm just saying. So anyway, proud to be the first trans woman to compete in the Miss Universe Portugal title, Marina Machete wrote in an Instagram post before the competition. For many years, I wasn't eligible to compete, and now it's such an honor to be part of an incredible group of candidates. Of course, you weren't allowed to compete because you were a man. Um, and here's the news line. Yes, still are. I don't know if he's got his junk left, but the swimsuit competition should be very interesting. And maybe that's why they were trying to get, Miss Universe was trying to get rid of the swimsuit competition because some of their contestants might have dicks to hide. It might be hard to tuck. I don't know. Quote, for many years, I wasn't eligible to compete 
And now it's such an honor to be part of this incredible group of candidates. Machete, <laughs> that's a great name. Machete will be, I should go transgender just so I can call myself something like Max Power. I know that's a Simpsons thing, but I just love that name. Machete will be the second transgender contestant headed to the Miss Universe competition next month, competing against Ricky Valerie Collet. I'm sure that means something weird. Another transgender contestant who made history by becoming the first biological male to compete, to claim the crown in the Netherlands in July. So now, and by the way, that Ricky guy, whose real name is Ricky, by the way, uh, that Ricky guy is actually quite hideous. I couldn't believe this guy. He looks like a guy. This Marina, if you've got real close pictures of it, of him, he actually does kind of look like a woman. You can see, you can see he's had some construction done on that site. So it, it's, you can see he looks kind of like a woman. Then you pull out and it looks like a man. He has the body of a man. He's about a foot taller than any of the other women there. So, I mean, he looks like a man. Now, I got to tell you something. I got to tell you, Miss Universe, again, doubled down. They got a lot of crap for this, but they, they refused. They decided to double down on this, and they sat back and said, nope, men are going to be allowed to compete, which I made a comment on this. Of course, this is, this is Fox News. They, they seem to like trans people, Fox News. I don't know why, but they do. I'm sure if I read the, if I went all the way down the article, they're calling this guy a her. But I wrote down, it's the patriarchy again wins. The men are so awesome that we even win women's beauty pageants. Because you know one of these bra one of these guys is going to win the pageant. One of these men is going to win this pageant. I, and you know, I mean, Miss Portugal looks like a Hispanic woman because Portugal is actually mostly white. But because his skin color is darker, maybe that was part of the construction he had done to make his face look like a woman. You know that this guy is probably going to win. I got. I am going to Vegas this weekend, which means I'm probably not going to do a. Po I'm not doing a podcast on Friday, and I won't be doing one on Monday. But I'm going to Vegas on Friday. I'm going to see if at the sports book they actually are betting because I am betting this guy wins, and I hope he does. I will be cheering him. I will bet that will be my only bet because I don't gamble. Will be that this guy wins the Miss Universe pageant. And I, I, I would bet my left arm that he's actually going to be the favorite. We'll have to see. Okay, and I hope he wins. I hope he wins. Because you know who needs to join this trans fight? You know, where men can't walk into women's restrooms, where men can't walk into women's locker rooms, where men can't compete against women in sports, where men can't compete against women in beauty pageants. Because you know this guy only won because he's a man. Uh, women. Women need to join in this fight. And apparently they're not. If I were a woman going into Miss Whatever pageant, the Miss Universe pageant, I'd sit there and say I'm not competing. You need to get, I need to step back. Because most of the women in this Miss Universe pageant are, are all college grads going to get, um, which is probably why they're four this trans crap. 
Uh, they're going for their master's degrees. They've got their lives already set for them. They want uh, the gal from USA, for example, has already won Miss USA. She's already set for life. Why compete against this? Well, I'm just surprised the United States hasn't voted for a trans person. I would have thought the United States would have. But women have to join this fight. And, you know, hey, if men keep taking away their stuff, maybe they will. Speaking of trans men, here's another great story about weightlifting. Of course, you can't really tell the men from women in the first place with weightlifting because they're all big. But according to The Blaze... A male who believes he is a woman, the Blaze is right-wing conservative, so good for them. A male who believes he is a woman lashed out at a female weightlift at female weightlifters and organizers in Canada, mocking female competitors as quote hateful bigots end quote ahead of the event. The Canadian Strongman Nationals, October twenty-second through twenty-third, will feature the strongest woman in Canada competition the Strongman National Championships, and more. At least one male participant, transgender Audrey Yoon, which means a man, Audrey Yoon, will reportedly be competing in a new category according to icons. So I'm assuming, they. I really don't think they talk about uh, what this category is. Let's take a look. A quote, Yoon attacks competitors, reps, and founders after Strongman Canada changed eligibility guidelines category in record speed after Maria Barwig and April Hutchinson and other female competitors spoke out against injustice in women's strength competitions. The women's organization wrote on X. Yoon is set to compete in a third new category established in the sport, although recent vitriolic social media posts could have him banned for violating bullying and harassment policy. So this, essentially what it sounds like they've done, and the article doesn't really go into it, it sounds like they created a third category for trans people, okay, which means men. Men who can't compete against other men because they're too weak. So you'll have a men's competition, you'll have a minor league men's competition, which is going to be a bunch of men who can't lift as heavy as the regular men. And then you'll have a women's competition, which, okay, you can do that. No one will watch it because who wants to watch weak men pick things up? I mean, to be honest with you, I'd like to see the men's competition or the women's competition. Why would I want to see a minor league men's competition? That's essentially what it is. Well, he got pissed off. So he decided, and he may have just saved this organization, Strongman's Championships organization, because he he sat there and said this, quote, man, I I am so disgusted to go to nationals and be around vile, evil bigots. Yeah, the competitors, the reps, founders, etc. Too many of them. You know, the one thing while I'm reading this is it'd be nice if people who were going to be on social media knew how to use commas. Because he's got run-on sentences everywhere. And man, there's a comma that goes after that. And then yeah, which by the way is misspelled, should have a comma after it. And no, they spell yeah the same as we do. So in Canada, I know they're a little weird up there. but So he's already calling them bullies and evil, vile evil bigots. Quote, I wonder if they'll have a problem with me pissing next to them at the venue. 
yes, they will. They've already said it out so out loud. Um, that makes you a bigot, a vile, evil bigot, because you don't want a man pulling out his dick next to you and pissing in the toilet. So you're a vile, evil bigot if you're a woman who doesn't, a real woman, by the way, not a man who thinks he's a woman or is trying to act like a woman. If he pulls out his dick next to you and you're offended, you're a vile, evil bigot. Well, good for them. I, you know, let, let's let's throw those names out of those women right off the bat because Maria Barwig and April Hutchinson, good for them. We need more of this. Go for go, you go, girl. You go, girls. And I want to congratulate this guy, Audrey Yoon, because he just saved may have saved the uh, Canadian Strongman uh, organization by getting banned because he was probably going to be the only man in that competition in the minor league men's division competing. So, you know, good for them. So he may have saved them. Of course, I think they were looking for any excuse to get rid of that guy. Uh, And now they got it. But you know what would have been better? If these guys had decided just to, you know, hey, um, hey, uh, how about this? Let's just not have women there at all. You know, not have men who think they're women there at all. And just, there's men's division and there's women's division. And if you are a man who thinks he's a woman, you still have to compete in the men's division. And if you can't pick up the weights that the men can, well, then you'll lose or you won't qualify. I'm just saying, that would be the thing I would do. But hey, who am I? I'm, I'm a vile bigot too. Okay, now let's get to our regular stories. Um, Mary Lou Retton, who was a who won was the first U.S. female to win the all-around Olympic gold medal in 1984 against the highly vaulted uh, Romanian team. She is apparently on life support in a hospital in West Virginia. Uh, She caught some sort of form of a very dangerous form of pneumonia. And she can't breathe on her own. She's only 56 years old, so she's pretty young. Uh, Her daughter daughter released a post on Instagram saying that she's fighting for her life and we should pray for her. No other information is out. Um... I remember Mary Lou Retton. I had a crush on Mary Lou Retton. She was so cute. Great body. And, I, you know, she's part of the reason I watched gymnastics. Because she made gymnastics exciting in 1984. And I know the Russians weren't there. And they were really good. But I think she would have beaten them too. I... It's just sad. I hope she pulls through. She is a legend. Fox News described her as a sports legend, and she is. I don't give a damn about that gal they're talking about now, the the one who had a mental disease and couldn't compete in the last Olympics, but somehow is competing in the next Olympics. I can't remember her. Simone Biles. You know, that's not. she's not an American legend. She's not an American hero. She's a piece of shit. I don't like her. So she can F off as far as I'm concerned. 
Mary Lou Retton is the is a true American hero. Unfortunately, she's white, so she's got that against her. But I, I pray for her. I've been thinking about it. I hope she makes it. Um, God bless her. Good luck. All right, well, you know there's a lot of hateful content going along social media. Uh, the United States... In the United States, it's a lot of hateful anti-Jewish hate. They call it anti-Zionist hate. Anti-Zionist, they don't call it hate. They just hate Zionist. Another term for Zionist, a Jew is Zionist. They're anti-Jewish. Let's call it what it is. And these people are going out of their way to protest Israel defending themselves and pray and praise the Hamas terrorists for going in there and chopping the heads off little babies. Of course, whenever you walk up to them and say, you really are for chopping off the heads of little babies, the rape of women, um, the torture of so, torture of men, women, and children, you're into that? The putting kids in cages? I thought you were against kids in cages. Well, there's, if you go to Rumble and you look at my videos, it's not out yet. I, it's way too long. But they're actually putting kids in cages in, in Gaza. So you're into that? They won't answer you. But they, they, are, they are all in when it comes to anti-Jew hate. So Israel is issuing a real warning on TikTok. According to the Daily Wire, Israeli parents are reportedly being warned to remove TikTok and Instagram apps from their children's mobile phones as Hamas intends to release videos of Israelis taken hostage, begging for their lives. Oh, I've seen some of these videos. They're horrid. They're absolutely horrid. X is actually removing them. Twitter, that's the old Twitter, is actually removing the videos from, that are posted from TikTok because they are too violent. And of course, there's a ton. I have TikTok. I, I, I don't have it on my phone because I don't want to be followed, but I have TikTok. I look at these. They're terrible. There's people being set on fire. There's, and then there's propaganda videos where these terrorists are being made to look like heroes fighting a resistance, like they're in modern, they're in 18th century France or something. Like they're American revolutionaries fighting against England. And, you know, it's just like, no, that's not what's happening. I mean, we're seeing the pictures. Fox News is playing the pictures right now, and you're like, oh, my God, what these people are doing. Well, now they're going to they're gonna try and bring terrorism into social media to scare the hell out of people in Israel, and the Israeli government is saying, put it, put it down. And by the way, here's, here's amazing. X is getting in trouble with the European Union right now for sending out misinformation about the Palestinian war. And of course, the European Union is very pro-Palestinian, very pro-Hamas, very pro-Hezbollah, very pro-Palestinian authority. So they're going after X, and X is actually going out of their way to remove some of this crap because I know I can't find a lot of them are being taken offline because they're seen as too violent for their platform. Yet TikTok can do this, and there's no word on TikTok. There's no word about Facebook or Instagram. It's only X they're going after. Why? Because X is allowing people to post about their pro-Israeli sentiments. So that's something to remember. So now, 
X Twitter is getting threatened to be fu- to be fined six percent of their income from Israeli from uh, European Union versions of TikTok because Israel is actually being praised on X slash Twitter. So remember that. But that's not all the bizarreness that's going on. Our schools keep showing, keep propagating this anti-Semitic hate. Well, the good news is this is not a great message for the anti-Israeli movement, and they're getting pushback, especially in the schools. So according to the Daily Wire, the largest network of campus anti-Israeli groups is organizing a day of resistance on Thursday to rally support for deadly Hamas terror attacks on Israel, calling the murder of nearly 1,000 Israelis, including women and children, a, quote, historic win for the Palestinian resistance, end quote. Now, mind you, Daily Wire is pro-Israel. So, yes, it is. This isn't exactly clean, uh, non-biased. Students for Justice in Palestine, which is an extremely left-wing Black Lives Matter group, it is a very left-wing group. They and they're ta- they talk about the actual destruction of Israel and the killing of Jews. They are an extreme group. A national why they're in our schools, I don't know. A national group with a presence on college campuses across the country says it has an unshakable responsibility to answer the Palestinian terrorist call for mass protests in the wake of attacks on Israel. Our, quote, our people choose resistance over negotiated cages on our homeland, the group states in a day of resistance toolkit. Fearlessly, our people struggle for complete liberation and return. The call for complete liberation and return is an explicit call for the elimination of Israel, which is shared goal of Hamas terrorist groups. The SJP toolkit calls Hamas terror attacks a historic win and refers to terrorists as martyrs. We witness a historic win for Palestinian resistance across land, air, and sea. Our people have broken down the artificial barriers of the Zionist entity. Entity, when you say Zionist, say Jewish. Taking with it the facade of an impenetrable settler colony and reminding each of us that total return and liberation to Palestine is near, the toolkit states. As the Palestinian student movement, we have an unshakable responsibility to join the call for mass mobilization. National liberation is near. Glory to our resistance, to our martyrs, and to our steadfast people, it reads. You've got to be kidding me. Okay, first off, uh, there's never been a country called Palestine. They, they had a territory, Palestinian territory. It's never been an acknowledged country, ever. Israel has been in that spot for 3,000 years. Everyone acknowledges that. You know who else acknowledges that? Iran. They just don't want them there anymore. And they want to kill Jews. See, here's the thing. Iran doesn't care about Palestine. They don't care about Palestine having territory. They don't care about Israel having territory. They don't want the Jews. They want the Jews dead. That's all they want. That's what this terrorist attack was all about, killing Jews. It has nothing to do. You can call that Israel. You can call it Palestine. It doesn't matter as long as it doesn't have any Jews in it. That's the reality. Then as we're going on with Palestinian, as we're going on with Jew hate, let's talk about Starbucks. Here's a shocker. 
Well, not necessarily Starbucks. I mean, they're they're socialists. They're a terrible company. I would never buy a coffee there if I could avoid avoid it. Um, and their employees, they're all socialist, non-binary people that walk around with their pronouns on their shirts. And they want to unionize their stores because they believe that earning $18 an hour to give me a cup of coffee is too low. They should be getting $25, $30 an hour. Yes, they want to unionize. Well, the group that wants to unionize Starbucks has decided to go all in and be anti-Jew too. So according to the Daily Wire again, a Starbucks labor union with past ties to prominent members of the Democratic Party expressed solidarity with the people with the people group that backed the unprecedented terrorist attack on Israel. A social media account for Starbucks Worker United posted, quote, solidarity for Palestine, end quote, following the deadliest terror attack on Israel's Israeli soil. Okay, so the union has since deleted its post made on X, formerly known as Twitter, according to the Free Beacon, which captured a screenshot of the image. Starbucks Worker United is an affiliated of the Service Employees International Union and rep- represents roughly 9,000 baristas. So do this. Think about that when you're getting your half-calf, half-decaf, extra-hot mocha latte and paying $10 for it. That's what you're supporting, especially if you're in a unionized shop. And by the way, as of right now, Starbucks isn't pushing back on this. I would think Starbucks would have a word about this, and they don't. So think about that when you're spending $10 on that little coffee drink you want to buy. And I'm not saying let's start a boycott. I'm saying I'm just going to go to another coffee place. You know, AMPM, I kid you not, AMPM has the best coffee. And you pay $2 for it. You don't pay $17 for your cup of coffee. Go to AMPM. There's a reason why everybody and their mother is surrounded around the AMPM coffee section. Because everyone buys their coffee. Okay, I hope you guys have a great day. Uh, Again, I will not be here on... Friday and on Monday there will be no podcast I'm not even sure I'll be on tomorrow but I do have some more stuff to get so might be shorter have a great day and God bless this is Gene and you've listened to dumbasses talking politics